This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the Hi, shadow everybody, and of welcome life, back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. Let's and dive today in. we have a very special guest, Laura Craddock, with us. And Laura is a holistic health practitioner and spiritual teacher. She is a sacred space holder for healing and allowing people to find the freedom for the fullest expression of themselves. She combines energy medicine, nutrition, herbs, somatic work, and coaching to help support the total mind, body, and spirit. Laura is really passionate about helping others tap into their own inherent wisdom so that they can become their own healer. I'm super excited about this conversation we're going to have today and some of the questions. So welcome, Laura. Hi, thanks so much Hello, for having Laura. me. Yeah, it's thanks great to have you us today. Now, Laura, you're joining us today from Texas, right? So tell us a little bit about how you ended up in Texas. Yeah, so I am in Austin, Texas. I moved here in November of last year, and it was really a spiritual journey to get here. I was feeling guided to, I moved from Seattle, Washington, and was just feeling guided to move in a different direction and um, just got some messages from spirit to move to Austin. And so I'm here and enjoying it so far. It's definitely warmer than Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so to talk about a little to give some context for the topic, because today we're talking about the, basically our kind of overall theme is owning stuff. And today we wanted to talk with you about owning your trauma. Mm-hmm. And we all have various levels of trauma that have happened to us in our lives. And I don't think you, you can't really be human and not have a traumatic mm-hmm. experience. Actually, that's a good, I'm going to interrupt you there quickly, yeah. Jen. Do Can it. we talk about trauma and the definition of trauma before we go any further because I think you touched on a really good point there so I'm curious Laura maybe if you could Mm. define what trauma is for you um, in terms of how you do your work because a lot of people think that it has to be some big thing and if we didn't have this big thing then we don't have trauma and I don't know is that true no it's not, you know, and trauma ha- happens in nature all the time, and it's part of our human experience. And, you know, trauma is really um, what happens is whenever, you know, trauma is a normal part of our experience where, you know, you could be driving down the road and a car pull out in front of you and you jump and, you know, that's your immediate response and that's a trauma response. But what happens is, you know, there's a difference between like trauma and then traumatized, right? So like trauma is just that response of, of, you know, having a moment where we become overwhelmed and we have an overwhelming 
um, charge or of emotion that affect that impacts us. And then when we don't complete the trauma cycle, then that energy gets stuck in our system and we become traumatized. So, you know, in psychology and in early development, they they talk about this 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 rupture and repair. And so whenever someone experiences that emotional overwhelm, there's a rupture that happens and they and there's a disconnect that occurs. And then so the a rupture is inevitable and we, you know, all throughout life, we're going to have these ruptures, you know, we can be, um, be, you know, even just like not, you know, smiling when we don't want to smile or, you know, not speaking up for ourselves or, you know, just that change in heart rate variability. If you get scared, then that can be a traumatic experience. So it doesn't have to be this big overwhelming event where people used to think that it was reserved for, you know, people who were, you know, combat veterans or, you know, experienced um, domestic violence or abuse. And really, it's just, you know, not completing that cycle of getting back to a calm and balanced state. That's a really interesting distinction between trauma and being traumatized that mm-hmm. I don't think people really consider. So, and of course, this isn't to belittle an experience that a listener might have around a traumatic experience that they consider um, compelling and large. It's not to make that you know somebody scares you when you sneeze or when they when you sneeze or something like that. Or they, if yeah. you have my like Kirk's favorite way of like trying to get rid of hiccups for me is to scare me, and I hate it. <laughs> Just like, stop doing that. (laughs) So on some very small level, that is, it's like, that's my anger response because I don't want to be scared. Probably because something happened when I was younger. Or not. I mean, it can be, it can or it can't be. And there, I mean, there's so many different trauma is, you know, happens in, and it, and I talk about this a lot of like, and, and I was talking to, to Jane earlier about, you know, we look at the, you look at the epigenetics of trauma and some things are just encoded in our DNA, right? Like the, the, the information that, you know, our grandparents held in their experience of, you know, the area that they lived in and, you know, the environment and they needed to have certain physiological abilities to know, you know, what's around them. So like, you know, someone that lives in Africa has to have the information to know that they may have needed to run from a wildebeest at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Or they need to know how to forage for food. And so that information gets encoded in the DNA and then over time it can lose its context. And so it's like we are wired for trauma in a certain way where we need to know, you know, our, our bodies and our nervous systems need to know that we need to be able to run from something if we need to run from something or, you know, how to find food or how to, you know, how to do all of these different things. So 
there's there's so much around having an understanding of that and what's in our system and then what happens in early development too where you know we our nervous systems are being regulated to our environment with our parents or our guardians and so you know, if it was having a, a, a an environment that was very dysregulated, then the foundation of our nervous system can be very dysregulated. Hmm. So for some Is of our a- listeners, oh, go ahead, Jen. Go ahead. I was just going to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Jen and I haven't talked for a week together. So <laughs> yeah. now we're like, nip, nip, nip. you go, Jane. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm losing my question now. <laughs> what was my question? Is there, I've totally lost my question. Okay. Go ahead. I'll go. It might come back to me. I just wanted to talk, ask, can you give a brief definition, Laura, of um, what is a dysregulation in the nervous system for our listeners, people who don't know what dysregulated, dysregulated is? Yeah. So, and, and that is that the, you know, out of the out of balance. So like a calm, balanced state would be regulated and then dysregulated would be anything outside of that that i mean that's my definition of it right so you know somebody and you know who has a and and really it can be anything where the a connection is not established and so dr gabor mate talks about you know in childhood the two types of things that happen whenever a child experiences trauma and it's attachment and authenticity and so when they don't experience that attachment with their guardian like you know getting feeling seen feeling safe feeling supported feeling nurtured and you know held when they're crying and anything that helps calm and soothe their nervous system so that they feel safe and supported if it was unsafe if it was so dysregulation could also be unsafe right Mm -hmm. felt unsafe Mm -hmm. And, and that can also mean, so like from the authenticity perspective, that also means that, you know, that freedom of self-expression, if they didn't feel free to fully express themselves, you know, it's the, it's the, you know, stop crying or children were meant to be seen and not heard and, you know, smile or even, you know, wear this or, be this way or just do what I say, you know, any of those kind of things that, you know, can be traumatizing to a child. Yeah. I think it's really interesting, this idea. And I, I almost wish there was another word because trauma to me, and maybe this is just me, how I, but it feels to me like it's been so societally conditioned that it's this big thing, but it doesn't have to be or also, I don't know, the recognize, recognizing of it. So it makes me think like I've had a couple of, well, like Jen said, we've all had traumatic experiences in our life, whether mm-hmm. they're the small ones, you know, or quote unquote small, like you're just referring to in childhood and kind of being suppressed or whatnot, or something bigger. But what I've, what it, I've realized over the past number of years is that I downplayed my trauma. Mm-hmm for a long time. And, you know, it was sort of like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Like there was this kind of like, just pick yourself up and keep going or, oh, I'm, 
catastrophizing if I make it a big deal or if I actually allow myself to feel the feelings about that incident. And I wonder how common that is too. And, you know, that that not even allowing or validating the fact that something did cause an emotional reaction or you didn't complete that. What is that that circle called? The trauma cycle. The trauma cycle, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that common? Is that something that you see a lot? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I, we, I honestly believe that, you know, 99.9% of us have, if you're a human being on this planet, you've experienced trauma. And, you know, I feel like there's more awareness around it. Now it's becoming more, Mm -hmm. you know, prevalent and, and everywhere around us. I mean, obviously over the, the past year, year and three months it's you know people are very aware of of the fact that you know there's trauma happening and that that's absolutely true that a lot of people just didn't I think it's just because we just haven't had enough information and I wish there was another word for it too and I'm constantly thinking of of new ways to to articulate it and communicate it and it is i mean it's the overwhelm and it's the stress Mm -hmm. but and it's that that dysregulation of the nervous system and Mm -hmm. you know when then and there's we can talk about you know what happens in the body after that right like once those once that rupture happens and once the the nervous system becomes dysregulated then that's whenever, you know, histamine responses happen and adrenaline happens and and then overproduction of cortisol. And, you know, then it can manifest into a lot of other things. So So that would be like different systems in your body having this reaction to the dysregulation so when you talk about those histamine reactions, that would be the development of allergies and other things overnight or in a short period of time. And then I guess those cortisol pieces, obviously we know that cortisol is the quote unquote stress hormone. Mm-hmm. So then you're getting an imbalance of those hormones and over a long period of time, then of course that's going to lead to some pretty long-term effects on your body. Um, not to mention the way that you interact. And I suppose conversely to that, you would have the numbness where people can't identify a feeling or don't feel a feeling because they've shut down access to that feeling center, probably because of overwhelm. So I think lots of people have... Which then also manifests itself in the body, right? Yeah. It does. Yeah, and it's that and that dis that dissociation where we become disembodied, and that's the you know and the you know there's a lot of the the term embodiment that has being is being brought around now too. So you hear that embodiment, and that's where those embodiment practices and that somatic yeah. work comes in, and it's like getting back in the body because you you lose that connection, and then you disconnect and completely dissociate and disconnect from the body and getting back into the body is the work and that's where the repair starts to happen Mm. yeah that's so true that's been my journey definitely so in terms of working the work that you do can you give us a little bit of um insight how you work with clients or how you how you approach trauma with your clients yeah 
Yeah. And it's all different. You know, I, each, each person is different in the way that, you know, they're, they're, they've experienced trauma. And, and sometimes it's, you know, I use, I use a bunch of different tools. So I, I definitely provide the information to inform people about trauma. And, you know, I feel like it's just super important for our you know, whether you, if you've experienced trauma, if you are still in the, in the process of healing from trauma or, you know, or you, you've, you've found a way to, to manage it and, and have either healed or, you know, okay, like for me, I know, all right, my trauma, my own trauma is something that like, just like someone who, you know, if you look at people that are in recovery and they say, okay, you know, I'm an addict and that's always a part of me and something I'm going to have to manage. My trauma is an aspect of me that, you know, is part of, of me and something that is, you know, that I have to, to take notice of and, and, and manage and, and honor that that aspect of myself and know that, you know, I have to do my embodiment practices and I have to continue to do my work to, to manage that. So I provide a lot of education around that. And um, I feel like it's, it's just super, I'm very passionate about, you know, I feel like everyone needs to be trauma informed. <laughs> like if you're going to be in, if you're going to be in relationships, if you're going to, you know, connect with other human beings, it's so important to have an understanding of trauma. So because we're we're also, you know, as and children are all, you know, co-regulating with their parents, but we're we're co-regulating with each other all of the time too. And you know, so having an understanding of trauma and, and how to do the work and how to own our own trauma and how to manage that and it is important and you know to develop that language and those those um just i I just feel like it's important like (laughs) um but yeah so as far as the work that i do you know i use education and counseling and some and support i do energy work i um use embodiment practices i've have some somatic self-inquiry practices that I teach. And I leverage a lot of nutrition and herbs as well, because, mm. you know, having an understanding of how you can use food, how you can use nutrition and herbs to regulate your nervous system for, for certain people, um, you can get... Uh, about 80% there as far as healing and regulating your nervous system with nutrition. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? How did you come into that or, and how do you, how do you use that in your practice? Yeah, I've studied a lot and have followed, you know, just have done so much research and it, it's really been, you know, I came about it just because of my, you know, doing my own work and being, trying to figure out how to be my mm-hmm. own healer. And, you know, I've had a, a lot of trauma in my life and um, I'm a parentified child. So my nervous system is just, you know, I didn't really have any, you know, my environment was very dysregulated. So I didn't have anything to, 
regulate my nervous system. So I'm naturally, you know, prone to more nervousness and anxiety. And I've had some autoimmune conditions and some mental health challenges. And really, and then this being part of my path, I was just trying to figure myself out. And then just so passionate about you know, food and herbs and nutrition and energy medicine that, you know, I've, I've made this my, my work to help and help support other people. So just very hungry for, for knowledge and information and tinkering. And I've learned a lot with, with nutrition and have been able to, to, you know, support myself and, and heal, heal most of that. I still have things come up that are that require my attention. Hmm. So I think, thank you for that. That was really interesting because I think it's so often through our own journeys of healing that we get to these areas of, and these solutions that are then helpful for other people. And I think as the saying goes, we're really sort of in the coaching health industry. You do have to be just only a couple of steps ahead of the person you're helping. Of course, yeah, you can be farther ahead. But having recently gone through those things, you do have a very tangible way to help your clients move past and through trauma using some of the tools that you've experimented with for yourself. And yeah, I think food and nutrition is a really, really key one. If you're growing up on like Twinkies and potato chips, then you're not getting the nutritional um, even close to the nutritional content that you need to have a healthy operating brain, let alone nervous system. Um, so yeah yeah, it's fascinating so and of course our society likes to worship a food or a solution singularly right um it's like oh you know i have my acai bowl i'm like that's great um what are you doing the rest of the time or like that meme what's that meme like you can drink all the smoothies and eat all the kale you want but if you're not doing the other work it doesn't matter exactly that's exactly right and you know there's so much in that and i i could talk all day about food and you know when we've got when the when we're in the container of trauma you know there there's it's so tricky and it requires a lot of of you know for me it requires a lot of like really going really really slow too right so it's Mm -hmm. like hey whenever you 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 it's very important to understand that you know you can't go you can't say oh well you know i'm gonna go on a juice i'm gonna go from eating potato chips to go on a juice cleanse now and that's gonna help me heal and, but the important thing to understand, too, is that, you know, when people have experienced and lived with trauma for a long period of time, when the healing process starts and that expansion starts to happen, that can also feel traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And like new energy can come in and that can be activating. And that's often, I mean, that's also why, you know, people do those things and then they revert back to the old way. And it's the yeah. same with everything. Whenever you start a healing process, you confuse, like we kind of, things get crisscrossed and 
the trauma feels like the safety and the healing feels unsafe. And it's like, oh, I'm starting to heal and I'm starting to feel this expansion and it feels really scary and uncomfortable. And I don't have that, uh, you know, I haven't been able to develop those embodiment practices yet to feel safe in my body that, oh, I'm just going to go back to eating the potato chips or I'm going to go back to the old way of doing things because that's what I'm used to and that feels safe. Yeah. And that's, a, I think, a, an important point even as, you know, to bring up for people who are on their own healing journey, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I see that with my own clients often, mm-hmm. you know, and I often use the analogy of sort of like you've got a bandwidth and we're now stretching your bandwidth a little bit but when you hit that max and you're stretching that bandwidth yeah your saboteur is going to come in and go whoa this is not the comfort zone let's get out of here um and so and it can be really sneaky right Right? like that's the whole sabotage (laughs) spiral too it's it's so sneaky how it it creeps in so it isn't i mean it's definitely and in my experience too it's not a linear path Mm -hmm. um no it's and I think that's that's an important piece and I think sometimes I know for me too it's like that frustration of like what I'm back here again but it's the next layer or the next piece of doing that and not not giving up or not then going oh this doesn't work yeah or the alternate to that would be or another facet of that would be oh it's my fault it's not working I'm broken. This doesn't work for me because either I'm broken or I'm special and I just haven't found the right thing yet, which like might the special thing. Yes. Like, honestly, we are special, all special and unique individuals. So you do have Mm -hmm. to find that thing. And there is no one thing to fix you all solution, but there are the combinations of factors. And I think that, you know, we're all here having this conversation, knowing that, like we said, you can't just have the kale smoothie and expect it to magically fix all the things that you want it to fix. It's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual. You need all of those pieces supported and in alignment for the outcome you're searching for to come into play. Yeah. And it's building up that toolkit and having yeah. that understanding. And it's also you know, having an understanding that no one else is going to fix you, right? Like we go in sometimes often wanting to hand over our healing too, just like, hey, you know, like we're taking our car into the shop. Like, (laughs) hey, here's my vehicle, fix me. And then that's really not how it works. It's, you know, it is a, it's a, it's you're, you're doing the work as an individual person and you have people who can hold space for you and, and, you know, help you to, you know, feel calm and, and safe and have that safe, sacred container and provide new language and new information. Even just saying the thing of like, you know, when you go into something, anytime you're going to 
you know, experience any healing or, you know, expansion in the body to have that awareness that, okay, that's where that, you know, feels really uncomfortable to feel in your, be in your body right now. You know, even when you start healing and you're like, oh, I'm getting in my body and it's really freaking intense and scary. You know, I haven't been here in a while and, oh, never mind. I'm going to just check back out again. You know, but as soon as you start to even just have that information, you're like, oh, you know what, I, I heard about this and now I can choose differently and I can mm-hmm. start to, you know, reach for some tools that are going to help me feel calm and safe or at least understand this process so that I don't have to continue repeating those same cycles. And that's where, you know, helping people move forward on their path, right? Like, oh, you know, I just keep getting stuck in this cycle. I keep repeating the same relationships. I can't get out of my job, Um, you know, a health journey, any of those kind of things. It's like, that's where we can break those patterns. Yeah, definitely. Piece by piece. You you touched on what uh, Jen touched on the very beginning when I so rudely interrupted her um, was um, around this idea that Jen and I have been exploring around radical responsibility and, you know, taking ownership. And so, you know, you, you just talked about that, about the fact that, yeah, nobody can do our own healing for us. Mm-hmm. What has been your experience in terms of that piece of recognizing, like I know for me, I had my own moment of kind of realizing that no one's coming to save me. Um, you know, with I had some health stuff and some emotional and mental stuff going on. And I finally just had this moment of like, I can sit here and choose to play the victim and spend the rest of my life suffering, or I can start to take responsibility for this. And that doesn't mean that I'm accepting that it's all my fault, but it's my responsibility. Like I'm the only one that's able to change it. So I'm curious how that lands for you and how that's um, been, you know, if that's a thread that you've sort of seen through your own journey or with clients journeys. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both. I, you know, it's, I think from, I've seen it in my own journey with the, you know, having a a health diagnosis. I was given a a diagnosis of lupus in 2014, which later turned out to be a a misdiagnosis. And I had, I ended, I was in the medical system and was given and 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 i just want to say too that you know i i honor and respect the medical system and 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 there's amazing doctors out there and amazing people out there doing wonderful things but you know there is there is medical trauma that happens as well and Mm -hmm. i experienced some medical trauma where i was just given a bunch of you know over prescribed for mental health conditions and just not feeling seen and supported in the medical system and i just completely removed myself from that and said you know what nobody's gonna i'm gonna figure this out myself and had to you know completely 
just, I just started diving into researching everything and looking into functional medicine and looking at, to, you know, I left my corporate job and went to yoga teacher training and went, like <laughs> did this complete. Sounds familiar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that was the path, you know, and that's how that, and that's where that, like, you know, those, that divine guidance came in of like, you're your own healer and no one is going to fix you. No one is coming to save you, which was very freeing for me. It's frustrating sometimes, you know, it's empowering when you can actually own that and claim it. Right. And that's where that, I mean, there's so much freedom in that too, that is like, you know, we don't, we need people and we need relationships and we need connection, but we have, you know, so much intelligence inside of us that, and, and, you know, we have our own energetic blueprint and you know if you're a spiritual person your own connection to source and that information and that guidance system that speaks directly to you and you know those are the things that you know and that's what i teach is just really helping people to to tap into that and to really trust themselves and say you know i'm safe to trust myself and i'm safe to know that I know that I have it within me to find my way. Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't encouraged in that because we are taught from a young age, although I think that's changing, like we're, we're all, you know, in this generation and where we were taught to hand over our power or hand over our authority to other structures and organizations like the medical system or, you know, a financial system or, and these, these structures, as we've talked about in previous episodes are breaking down out of necessity because we need to recognize that we have the internal guidance system, like you said, Laura, already built in that we can harness to move forward in a really empowering way, but you need guides to help you tune into that internal guidance system. Yeah, we're not meant to do it alone. No. But that doesn't mean that we abdicate the responsibility. Exactly. For the healing. Well, and we, you know, I, I talk about this with, with friends and fellow coaches too. And it's like, you know, whenever you're doing this and developing your your toolkit, it's, it's so important to have that support system though, yeah. too. And it's like, you, you know, you need, like, for me, it's like, I have a therapist, I have a coach, I have a functional medicine practitioner, I have a, you know, I go to yoga, and I go to Reiki, and like, I'm doing, I do all of the things, because, you know, I didn't grow up with a support system. And so it's like, I've, built my own support system (laughs) and then you know there's time where it's like I need all of these things because I need other people to help support me but you know at the end of the day I know that I have you know I'm my healer and I have to do the work and I don't go in just handing myself over to people and you know I had to learn that too and it's like it's really hard to do our own work but it's so worth it You know, and getting back in the body when you first start doing those embodiment practices and stuff, it's really freaking hard. It's the hardest thing ever to, it's so uncomfortable. 
but it's worth it. Yeah. That, um, that actually leads me to a question I had written down as you were talking earlier. Um, just if you would be open to sharing, like what has your healing journey and healing your trauma and stepping into this opened up for you? Like what are the possibilities, you know, for somebody who's maybe just starting out? Gosh, well, I was able to, I mean, I feel like I've broken so many cycles, <laughs> so many cycles, you know, awesome. and just releasing. Yeah. And, you know, and just every day I just keep, you know, one foot in front of the other, but I was able to, you know, it just, it frees up so much space to, like I was writing and journaling the other day and it's like, you can do whatever you want, like whatever the heck you want. The world is your oyster and like to be able to show up and, you know, stand in the space and take up space and, you know, whatever area that you want to do. It's like, you know, I felt like I had to work this corporate job and finance, finance and insurance that was so out of alignment with me. And, you know, I did very well in that industry, but you know, my nervous system, and I'm going to, I reference Gabor Mate a lot, but his wife was saying in the, in the wisdom of trauma, um, movie she said my nervous system is so wired that if i'm not authentic to myself i get sick and i was that is me <laughs> like if i and so having that freedom of of expression and just fully being able to express myself is so freeing and then that opens up to more connection and better relationships and, you know, attracting the right people into my experience and, you know, having those soulmate friends and connections and the, the you know, the job and the, the work that, you know, resonates with your soul and, you know, being able to, yeah. to live where you want to live and do whatever you want to do. Love it. So powerful. Do you have another question, Jane? I don't I interrupt you. Questions. You do. You see the master of asking great <laughs> questions. <laughs> I was more, um, this one of my sort of last questions is just what would be a couple of your favorite tips or takeaways for people, um, you know, maybe on this journey or looking to start the journey? That's a good question. You know, I for people who are on the journey or, 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 you know, looking to get more information about how to, A, understand trauma, and then B, how to heal, um, you know, look up, you know, a somatic work is super important. And there's, you know, you can look for somatic therapists in your area. Um, Dr. Peter Levine does the somatic experiencing trauma healing. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of information. I think there's a directory um, on the, the website. I think it's traumahealing.org. We'll add that to the show notes. So anything that you reference, we'll put, that, we'll put into the show notes for people yeah. too. He also yeah. has a, the book, right? Waking, is it Waking the Tiger? Um, that's by Gabor Mate, The Waking the Tiger. Um, uh, the, is it, or is that right? No, it is no, Peter Levine. No, Peter I'm sorry. Levine. You're right. You're right. Um, sorry, I was reading Gabor Mate's book and they referenced that. 
Um, another book, a great book um, it, by Bessel van der Kolk is called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really great resource for learning, you know, starting to learn about trauma. Um, but definitely I say find a somatic therapist. The somatic work is super important. Um, yoga is really great if you can, you know, just getting those embodiment practices, mm-hmm. um, you know, finding a really great, you know, starting to understand I highly recommend nutrition, you know, looking to understand how to leverage nutrition to support your nervous system. Um, yeah. I would love to do another episode um, with Laura on that. Yeah, Jen. Maybe that's, yeah. a, maybe that's a follow-up we could do on um, definition and herbs to support the nervous system. Oh, yeah. I love that idea. Let's do that. I love this talking is, about food. Yeah, <laughs> that, I'm, I'm in. I'm totally in because a lot of we'll people will be like, you mean I have like, oh, I think I can hear our listeners brains going, I have to give up chocolate. I have to give up coffee. I, you know, it's not about what you give up. It's what you invite into the, it's the food and the energetics of that food and nutrition that you invite into your experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, okay, stay tuned. More of that coming. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into on. that. Yeah. Um, those are all great tips and resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's another resources that you have not yet mentioned and that I know of, but I'm going to ask you about is that you have an upcoming trauma informed course. So tell us a little bit more about that place. Yeah. yeah, I do. I am teaching a four-week course on how to heal from stress and trauma naturally. Uh, and that starts on September 9th. And I'll be including two yeah. yoga practices. And then I'll talk a bit about nutrition in that class and just providing you know more information about education around trauma you know, things that we talked about today, but we'll go at a deeper level on that. Yeah. And then I'll be holding space in a, in a sacred container for that for four weeks for people. That's great. Uh, we'll awesome. link to information about that as well. We'll include that in the show notes too, because I think I'm sure if the last 14, 15 months have been any indication, <laughs> I think it's really good. It's a really good idea to step into this informative work for yourself and recognize where you may be unconsciously um, yeah. holding on to trauma that if you're saying the last 15 months have been fine then I got either... called on that this morning right I did I was doing a healing session um, and mm. some stuff came up for me and I was like oh okay yeah I've been like holding on to this and harboring this yeah. uh, like a few things on the last year and a half that I kind of was not paying attention to and was like no no i'm fine i'm getting through this okay and it kind of got called on that this morning yep pretty much (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it makes those sounds too yeah i really like that sound so even those of us like even the people like we're in this space right like Mm. we do this work and we all have blind spots but, you know, starting and and for me, it was around something that was totally like out here, like left field. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. That's connected. And as we kind of like went further and tracked into it, I was like, oh, yeah, it totally is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 
it's definitely, you know, I think like Jen said, the last 18 months have been hard mm-hmm. and it's okay. I think it's okay for us to actually admit that too right. and start to look at it and own it and heal it. Yeah. You don't have to carry that around for the rest of our lives. Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's, you know, there's a lot where we, that adrenaline response kicks in. And when we've been running on adrenaline for so long, then when things settle down and especially it's important to know for healers too, in that space, it's like, we kind of go in and we're like, uh, we rise up, but oftentimes we are running on adrenaline and those times too. And so then that can be clouded, like, cause then it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm fine. I'm completely fine, but nope, I'm just running on adrenaline <laughs> right now. <laughs> and all the, all the extra adrenaline is in the body. And what, you know, when we talk about nutrition, I talk about that too, because that those hormones, the stress hormones don't break down. They just continue to recycle through the body. And so then you're just creating, you know, stress hormones on top of stress hormones, unless you're getting enough soluble fiber in your diet to, to actually pull those out of your system. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I can't wait to do this Ooh. nutrition episode. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm so excited. Cool. Uh, Jane, any other questions? No, I think okay. we've covered a lot. I think we've here. covered a lot. This, And actually, I did want to say one final thing about the episode title being called Owning Your Trauma. Mm-hmm. I realized that for some people, they might take that as um, maybe... Um, somebody's saying oh you're not owning your trauma and that they might feel almost like bullied or anxious about attacked thank you about that phrase and as you hopefully as the listener heard from the conversation it's not so much about we're pointing our fingers at you saying you I need to own your trauma it's more about recognizing that it's always a process and that as we unfold through this lifetime and through this process and through these experiences, there are opportunities for you to step in and take more responsibility than you have in the past for your experience and the way you reacted to your experience. So the owning your trauma piece is, yes, it's about it's more about the empowerment of that phrase rather than the um, attack and attacking sense of that phrase. I really wanted to make yeah. that distinction. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, and and the idea that it is, it's where our healing and our power lies. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. More so than yeah, like you say, you got to own this, or you got to own that, and and feeling that like, well, now I'm abdicating somebody else of responsibility, or I'm taking full responsibility, especially if it's a it, it is some sort of event that you know involved other people and was traumatic it, it's a very you know i think yeah it, it can be tricky so yeah. but really it you know jen and i are all about the power that we right. and the, like, the personal power that this type of work brings right and having that having that understanding and that acknowledgement and you know being able to to you know take ownership of that it provides so much more freedom and expansion it's like oh well you know it's important to honor all aspects of ourselves and that includes our trauma and you know if we can bring more awareness to this and and everybody having you know bringing it to the light then you know then we can also remove the stigma and the shame around it Mm -hmm. completely oh 
like this. Yeah. Stay tuned for the conversation on nutrition, which will be forthcoming. Yeah, we'll let you know when. Woo! It's exciting. Uh, is there any final words of wisdom or a favorite quote or a little piece of guidance that you'd like to share with our listeners before we sign off? Oh, goodness. Final words of wisdom or a quote. Um, you know, I really love the healer's prayer from A Course in Miracles. So maybe we close with that. I would love that. Let's do so that. So it is, let me see if I can remember. So the first part of it is the, the where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And then the next aspect of that is I'm here to only be truly helpful. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because love who sent me will direct me mm. and I will be healed as I let love teach me to heal. That is beautiful. And on that beautiful shining note, we will bid Laura a beautiful rest of her day. Thank you so much for being our guest. We look Thank forward you, to having you back again. Thank you so much, ladies. Thanks again. All the social links will be posted in the show notes. And have an amazing, amazing rest of your day, everybody. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.